Welcome to No Instructions. I'm Bob. I'm Josh. And we're back. We actually are back. We are back when we said we were going to be back. That's right. We are back. Then people Uh, are like, great. (laughs) Yippee. No, I actually got an email yesterday from Utkin. I never know if I say say his name correctly, but he's been around forever. And at the bottom of the email, it said, more No Instructions, please. Uh-huh. And that was really nice of him. He was he found a really cool Land Cruiser at a auto show in Chicago, where he lives, and sent me a picture of it because he thought I would like it, and I did. So thank you. You gonna buy it? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> God, no. I thought that was the crescendo of the story. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Um, I also didn't buy a Land Cruiser, so. <laughs> oh, that's good. It's been a great week. <laughs> yeah. You did go away. I did. My wife and I went away. Um, it was her birthday. Today, so we're recording on Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's Day, bud. Oh, yeah, you too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fan, but whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah. We are not fans either. Yeah. But my wife's birthday is in early February, and I wanted to take her out. And so I found this really old historic hotel in downtown Louisville that's got, like, secret tunnels and stuff in it. Mm. And I wanted to take her there for just, like, an overnight trip with the two of us. And so we got the kids, you know, a set up at like sleepovers and stuff and so she and i went and had a had a good time in a big city at this awesome. cool hotel that we were very surprised they just let us meander around in all these very old like the ballroom and the oak room where al capone would play poker there's like a secret Ooh. passageway in there and there is this um i forgot the name but it's just like very grand arched um like basement bar where f scott fitzgerald would hang out and so this hotel is called the Seelbach Hotel. Oh, yeah. And it is the setting for uh, Daisy and what's-his-name's Buchanan's wedding in The Great Gatsby. So F. Scott Fitzgerald was, like, inspired to write The Great Gatsby. And so this hotel is, like, prominently featured in the book. You know, I've read that book, and I don't remember that. I feel I like don't I would remember, remember it either. that. Huh. Yeah. But I guess in the when they, <clears throat> they got married in the book... They got married in the ballroom that we snuck into. And then I found a gigantic circuit breaker panel and turned on the chandeliers. <laughs> and so it was just like the two of us. Because we were like, where's this ballroom we hear so much about to the guy at the desk? And that guy, just he was super cool and was like talking about a bunch of stuff. And we we're like, we hear about these tunnels. He's like, yeah, I, I'm not even allowed to go in tunnels. I was like, well, how do you get in there? He's like, it's in the like employee kitchen. And there's a giant sign. It says, danger, don't go in here. And I guess there's a YouTube video where someone tried to go into the tunnels on some kind of Discovery-esque show. Huh. Um, but yeah, we just like, he's like, oh, it's on the 10th floor. And we went up there and no one was up there. And then all the doors were locked except for this one. And so we jimmied it, kind of opened a little bit, and then went in there and hung out. Danced wow. around. But apparently the ballroom is where the Buchanans got married. In, oh. in the I don't know, whatever. They weren't there. <laughs> That's surprising, yeah, honestly. I know. I expected to see them. Yeah. But in the, the this big, really nice room called the Oak Room, it was like a billiard room and it's all covered in wood paneling. It looks super cool and regal with like the big round windows, like the big like half semicircle windows. Oh, yeah. that are massive. Nice. Beautiful room. And in the corner is like the little poker parlor that's like just a small room, it's like smaller than this room, where Al Capone would be playing poker. And then if the cops came, the concierge would hit a little thing and the doors would close and then he could escape through this like secret panel thing what? that I tried to break into and I couldn't get in. But apparently it was like messed up in a fire in the 80s and so they like boarded up a little Sure it was. Yeah. Sure it um, was. But it was another place where like it was dark and we just kind of went in there and found some lights and turned some lights on and... It was a, a beautiful old hotel. It was a really cool place. Hmm. And so we just like snuck around and no one seemed to care. 
Yeah. It was great. That's awesome. Oh, and we got this, uh, I got a sweet. It was like really nice sweet. And it had like a... Was it sweet? It was pretty sweet. Cool. Yeah. So if you're in the Louisville area and you want to stay at the Sealbox Hotel, you got to call the sales department apparently <laughs> to book the Sealbox suite. You can't just book it for like mm. regular lessers. You got to call some special person with an office to let them, to allow you to give them money hmm. for you to stay in a room that no one else is in. It's just the suite. Yeah. Or like just the there's a couple room. suites like I guess okay. presidents or whatever they have a presidential suite and a, some uh, named after somebody else's suite I don't know huh. but yeah it was pretty neat we had wow. a good time excellent well good yeah how was your weekend um, it was good it was like real soccery mm. just soccer 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 um, but it found a funny thing I like so kind of well I mean I did a fu- I don't know whatever you made a funny I made a funny okay so. Uh, my buddy, our buddy, Garrick, <clears throat> who's a soccer coach, and I knew him when I was uh, growing up. He is a little bit older than me, but he coaches soccer. He plays soccer every once in a while. And I asked him a, a while back, like, hey, man, if there's ever any pickup soccer games of adults, let me know. It'd be fun to kind of, you know, just jump in and see if, like, sure. I can hang. Like, I'm pretty healthy, and, like, I got some good lungs. Mm-hmm. You do? Well, I'll give it a shot. Exquisite long view. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So um, he called me and said, hey, and this was actually like last Tuesday. This wasn't even over the weekend. He was like, yeah, there's a pickup game and it's all coaches and, you know, people from the local travel team that are associated. So it's like coaches and refs and just adults that get together on Tuesday nights and then I play indoor soccer. I'm like, awesome. And he's older than I am. So if he's saying this, I'm like, they're adults. Uh-huh. Cool. So... Our kids have practice at the same time at the same place. I'm like, cool, man. I'm going to go buy some shin guards. I bought some shin guards <laughs> okay. just in case. Yep. Got me some non-running shorts that are not as short as running shorts and <clears throat> showed up. And I'm just like waiting for somebody I know. I know a lot of people in this area. I'm like waiting for somebody I know to show up to go onto this field. And these people keep showing up and they keep getting younger and younger. <laughs> and I don't know any of them. And the oldest person out there had to have been like 30, maybe. Yeah. And the youngest person out there was legally an adult, but that's about it. <laughs> and so there's like four or five obvious college students that are just like all over the place and everything. And so I just kind of sat outside. I'm like, oh, I'll just kind of see how it goes. Maybe they're like all clumsy, you know? Maybe it'll be fun to watch and then I can jump in. I think our listeners are like, that's the first thing that came to mind. Maybe these <laughs> college kids who yeah. didn't go out and have to buy shin guards yeah. are just naturally clumsy at soccer. So, turns out they weren't clumsy <laughs> and uh, what? they were good. I actually think I probably could have hung with them. I, I don't have the skill that they have, but I mean, like, I, I could have run around and, like, done fine and everything, but uh, I just decided to watch and because I didn't know anybody out there. If I knew one person, it would have been like, hey, buddy, can I jump in? Yeah. Or, you know, it was just like, Pick me. hi, random people. Can I join your team? Like, so, Do you see that dude with the shin guards over there? <laughs> nobody else was wearing shin guards either. <laughs> That's what I pictured in my mind. Because like no indoor, like, and so I didn't even, I didn't put them on. I just had them with me. Oh, and I'm like, man. nobody else is it's wearing them. It's funnier in like, my mind. All right, cool. <laughs> anyway, so I watched and then I talked to a couple other people in that area that we were all joking about like, oh yeah, we should do like a 40 or over, you know, team or whatever. And then I went over to the guy that owns the place. He's a friend of mine. And I'm like, hey, we should do like a 40 and over thing. Cause he's almost 40. He's not there yet. And he's like, yeah, actually we're planning on it. I'm like what? And then his wife typed in and she was like, no, it's 35 and over so I can play too. <laughs> like, 
Okay. So apparently, me and several other people are now going to start a 35 and over soccer league. Hey-o. Indoor. And we're going to just play around a little bit. So with all of your... Uh, your soccer parenting knowledge that you've acquired over the years. Mm-hmm. Do you know the rules? I do. Are you prepared to not be offsides? Yeah. That's a big oh, yeah. deal. And indoor, there's no offsides. Oh, that's, that's convenient. So that's even better. Can you use your hands? Uh, no. Oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> no throw-ins. Indoor oh, is a little like bit different. Kick it across the wall and it bounces off the wall? Yeah. Dope. Indoor is fun to watch. Hmm. It's way faster. They use the wall like crazy. Um, yeah. So I do know the rules. Um, we have a sponsor. For, for this, this podcast. For this podcast. We should put it in a jingle. But I got to talk about our sponsor because it's crazy that we have a sponsor for this podcast and it's Goodyear Tire. Yeah, you know, we were like, hey, maybe we should have a sponsor. Should we go for like a local mom and pop store? No, we should go for one of the biggest tire manufacturers in the universe. Yeah. Um, you just invented galvanized rubber. It's not a big deal. <laughs> they totally want to sponsor our little old podcast. And I'm not even joking. We actually... Our, this is sponsored by Goodyear. Um, so, oddly enough, I am working on a Lego set. It's not a Lego set. It's a building brick set that is, look at this, if you're watching the video, this is a FJ40 Toyota Land Cruiser. I don't know. They, like, totally ripped it off because surely they didn't get permission to put Toyota on bricks, but they do have Toyota on bricks. And this is the same vehicle that I have. And so I got this set a while ago because this is like a knockoff version of this vehicle that is also a remote control. Yeah. So I'm really excited cool. about building a remote control Lego-ish vehicle. But Goodyear is also sponsoring a video on the main channel coming up soon, which is a build for my Land Cruiser. See the synergy? You see how everything it's mixes together? together. I mean, well, it's also a video. Oh, it is a video. Man. It's a video and a podcast and another video. I'm really excited about the project that we did with them. That'll be out. uh, It was supposed to be out already. Yeah. Uh, Just some scheduling stuff came up. It was supposed to already be out. I think it's not going to be this following week, but the week after that. And I've been cruising around in the cruiser. Didn't mean to do that, but I did it anyway. Um, On the new Goodyear tires that I put on. You got the Wrangler Workhorse HT tires. Like, are they working out for you? And they're pretty fantastic. Like, the the tires that came on it when I got it were, you know, the guy that had it before me wanted to, to look really cool, and so he put, like, unnecessarily knobby tires on a vehicle that he was driving around town. It makes it very loud. It's very loud. The thing's inside. loud enough anyway. Yeah, it makes it loud on the inside, which is kind of I don't annoying. know if I've said this or not, but driving my Land Cruiser is, the green one, is like driving a box of hammers. Nice. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. And I'm not exaggerating at all. It is so loud. And so the big knobby tires were unnecessary and everything. These tires that we got from them are just like all around highway. You know, you can take them in the grass. You can take them in the rain and sleet and all that type of stuff. They're great tires. Very happy with it. Um, So big thanks to them. Uh, This set, by the way, let's talk about this weird Lego set. Non-Lego set. What do you you call this? You're going to get sued. You should say Lego again. It's, it's, I, I really dislike knockoff building brick sets. Yes. As do I. Um, I have gotten a few and they're almost indistinguishable. Well, that was my next phrase was going to be, I really dislike them, except they're basically the same. Yeah. They're, they're not branded. They don't have the name on all the studs. They have a couple pieces that are just weird. Yeah. Because they need to make like 
the shapes and stuff for this particular vehicle. And right. I forgot, I, I my son built a Wally. Uh, it was a remote control Wally. I have the Wally licensed Lego Ideas set, and it's nice, but they have like a knockoff one that will drive around. And it was really cool, but there were some pieces I was like, what the heck is this thing? Yeah. But it was cool, and it served its purpose. Right. It, it didn't diminish my experience as an avid Lego lover right. the way like Mega Bloks and crap do. Where they just, just don't like, fit together, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, this one has two metal, what do you call that? Like a universal joint? Oh, it is a U-joint. There's two of them in here, and they are some sort of metal. Not They don't look like metal. They're metal. And they have like an interesting, the internal, like it has the cross shape insert. In oh, the, like the Technic insert, yeah. but in, mag oh, that's cool. So I don't know. We'll see how this goes. Uh, I was not uh, displeased with those mm. Chinese sets. You can find them on Amazon. Um, they have a lot of vehicles, a lot of like tanks and military vehicles. Yeah. Uh, they had the the Great Wave, the Japanese Great Wave, as like a, a stand up set, and then Lego just came out with the Great Wave as like the the dot to where it looks like a painting. Yeah. But it's flat, and theirs is not flat. Theirs stands stands flat and is like a three D, like fully three oh. D object. It doesn't have like a flat surface on the back of Interesting. it. Interesting. Yeah, it's not the, a lot of stuff is really good. Yeah. And like when I was looking for this one, I was looking for a specific vehicle. I saw a picture of it and then I had to go search it up to find it. And they have, <clears throat> excuse me. <laughs> oh my goodness. That was fun. <clears throat> they have lots of specific vehicles. So like, mm -hmm. you know, Megan, they have a Jeep Wrangler and they have like a Camaro and a, you know, so you can go look up your car and if it's not a boring car they might have it i don't know they did not they did not have oh, okay. a subaru go. outback oh really yeah well but lego did come out with a camaro it was like a, a 67 yes. camaro it is a nice looking yeah. set looks like the mustang but a camaro i got the batman uh the batmobile muscle car it is the camaro like yeah. yeah it is awesome like from I lego or from these people no 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 from lego okay because i think these people have one too oh well i really like the lego one it's i really like that car it's from the new The Batman movie, and it's basically a muscle car with, like, a jet engine on the back yeah. of it. It's pretty awesome. Anyway. Um, all right. You have something you want to teach me today. Okay. Is that so, the plan? Yeah. So the episode today, um, I'm building the castle. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> I, I personally have an affinity for – the uh, or had, RIP, an affinity for the Queen of England. <laughs> oh, okay. Right? <laughs> I, like, I don't know why. Huh. I really like women in power. I, I find it just very cool and empowering, and I don't know, I like it. And so the Queen of England being, like, at the top of a lot of different pyramids and her being there for a long time, I've always respected it. Hmm. Okay. When I was um, handpicked to go to this army unit in Belgium, I'm like, well, I don't want to go to Belgium. I could really care less about going there. I wanted to get out of the army and, and whatever. And then the people that were trying to get me to go there because it was a handpicked unit – they sent me a picture of the helicopter, and there was, like, weird stuff on it, stuff that, like, normal helicopters don't have. And so there's this engine exhaust in the back, and it had this weird scoop thing on it. I'm like, well, what the heck is that thing? They're like, oh, that's so the auxiliary power unit, the smaller helicopter engine, uh, doesn't burn the grass when we land at Buckingham Palace. And I was like, <laughs> oh. okie dokie. I guess I'm going now. Wow. And that was, like, my mom, she was like, you should go. And I was like, okay, maybe I'll go. And they said that I could land at Buckingham Palace. And I'm like, yep, that's what I'm doing. Wow. I'm going there now. Okay. I didn't get to land at Buckingham Palace. Oh. I, I've got to fly down the River Thames and, like, circle over Parliament. Like, amazing things, like, in, yeah. in London and in the UK. I love the UK because we've got to explore all over, which is part of this story. I'm leading up to the story. It's a okay. long tail lead up. Okay. So, 
my wife just recently gave me uh, a book. It was a, a biography of the Queen, and then I read Prince Harry's book, where it was talked about this book called The Spare. It's, it's not bad, but there's a lot of drama, and I don't really care about the drama. But I'm fascinated because it's a thing that we don't necessarily have here in in the United States. Um, a lot of the lore and a lot of the tradition that, as an outsider, um, British and people in in Great Britain seem to to really enjoy and seem to love. It's part of their culture. Like, is a very throwaway concept here in the states. Right. Like, I think here as Americans, we're like, yeah, I'll I'll dig that that tradition as long as it doesn't get in the way. And if it gets in the way, or if it's not practical, then we just don't care anymore. Hmm. To where they will work around it. Like they have. Guy Fox Day is a day that they celebrate a guy trying to blow up Parliament. Like it's it's just neat stuff. So on one of my trips, actually my first trip to London, um, in a helicopter we had to fly the Thames River to where we had to land because Heathrow Airport is right there, and so we had to stay underneath Heathrow's airspace. And to do that, we had to fly maybe 250 feet over the Thames River. Ooh. And so I was lower than the top of the London Eye, the big Ferris wheel. Yeah. And we were like hovering next to it. And I was waving at people in the bubbles on the London Eye in a blackout. <laughs> That's awesome. And so we're like spinning, like uh, hovering around the top of Parliament and like Big Ben is right there. And I'm, I'm not exaggerating how close we were to these things. It was amazing. So we fly down the river to uh, this one bridge that you had to stop. And then we asked if we could go a little further. And they said, yes. Yeah. So we we're right by the Tower of London. And so we're like circling around the Tower of London, trying to stay over the river. And we went to the Tower of London and the the yeoman warders, the beef eaters were like, oh, that was you guys in that helicopter that mm. was up. We're like, yeah, that was us. And they're all veterans. So they gave us like cool special access and it was great. Awesome. So we eventually make our way to Westminster Abbey. I, I don't know a whole lot about Westminster Abbey other than that's where I assume all the kings and queens become kings and queens. I assume all of the royal <laughs> people got married there, even though that's really not the case, but... I don't know. I know from the Da Vinci Code that Isaac Newton is buried there. And there, Charles Darwin has a memorial. I don't know if he's actually, whatever. It's a big, really nice church, and a lot of famous stuff goes on there. Yeah. And so we're walking around, and they have their Tomb of the Unknown Soldier is, uh, like, right in the middle of, like, the, the walkway. Have you ever been there? I have. Okay. Yes. So it's this big placard in the floor, and you got to walk around it. And I almost stepped on it, and I'm like, oh, and I walked around it. And when I walked around it, there was this big glass window off to one side. And inside this glass window kind of roomish area was this like old chair, this just wooden old chair. And I thought it was like, oh, look, they have a museum and that's old chair. <laughs> Good looking old chair. <laughs> we went to the Tower of London. There's old chairs everywhere. There's like, oh, there's a little kid's armor. And okay, I don't know any of this stuff. It just looks like wood old chair. Cool. And so we were like walking out and then a bunch of people stopped and were reading the placard thing about the old chair. And I'm like, oh, maybe it's like. It's a weird looking chair. It's not a good looking chair. Yeah. It's got like crap carved in it. And it's <laughs> kind of like old and whatever. And it's it looks empty on the bottom. And I thought it was a toilet. And so I was like, oh, dude, they wanted to show off what a toilet looked like in this fancy wooden chair toilet. <laughs> and so I started reading it. And I apologize to everyone in Great Britain. But that is King Edward's chair that all the monarchs get coronated in that chair. Oh. To become a king and queen wow. of the United Kingdom. You sit in that chair. It's a big deal. So picture for those other, the King's Speech. Have you guys seen the King's Speech? I have not. Is there a picture yes. of this chair on the internet? Yes. Look up King Edward's chair, the coronation chair, any one of those things. <clears throat> so in the King's Speech, it's about Queen Elizabeth's dad becoming king. Hmm. 
And so they're practicing at Westminster and he has this speech therapist and the speech therapist is like lounging, chilling in the coronation chair. And he's like, ah, get out of the chair. That's a big deal. And he was oh. like, who cares? Yeah. There's a picture of it. Okay. Oh, so this is a good picture because okay. it, it, yeah. it deals with the thing. I've seen this. Yeah. So I'm reading all about the chair. Very interesting. But in the movie, he's like, who cares about this chair? It's got like people's names carved in it. So apparently altar boys used to carve their name in the chair. And back in the day, you could pay a certain amount of money and you could like get your picture taken in the chair. So it was a novelty. But Mm. now it's not a novelty. Okay. And so the picture, if you're watching the video that is on screen right now, the empty part on the bottom that I thought was made for a chamber pot is not made for a chamber pot. It's made for the thing I want to tell you about. Okay. And it is called the Stone of Destiny. Ooh, <laughs> that sounds awesome. <laughs> it is freaking cool. Okay. So I'm, my, I'm, I'm, my interest is peaked. Long tail in the intro, right? So okay. I was in London and London is great. And so we, we leave and then we had a mission to Scotland. So I got to go to Edinburgh and Glasgow and there's like a submarine base. And so, yeah, there's goofy. Yeah, that's a weird there. piece. Um, I went to Edinburgh and I loved Edinburgh. It's very old. We stayed like downtown in the... Uh, the grass market, uh, some kind of market. Hmm. Anyway, so there's Edinburgh Castle, which is up on this big hill, big, huge fortress-looking castle. And I wanted to go check it out, so went on a tour and walked all around. And I was reading in the placard at Westminster Abbey about this this stone thing, but it wasn't there, and I didn't fully understand it. And so I'm in the the line thing. It was like 2010, maybe. And there's like the Scottish crown jewels. Mm-hmm. which are different because there's kings of Scotland and kings of, right. of England back in the day. <clears throat> and then there's this big rock. Just, it's a it's a cinder block looking rock. Like imagine maybe two feet wide, maybe less than a foot tall, maybe a foot deep. And it has these big iron handle things like driven into the side of it. It's over like carrying handles, but it's just like a big rock. And so there's, when you go to uh, the Tower of London and you see the, the, the English crown jewels, it's just like gold and yeah. the biggest diamonds ever yeah. everywhere. It's opulence. And as an American, I'm like, holy crap, we could pay off the national debt with just that cabinet over <laughs> with like the royal punch bowl. You melt that bad boy down and then yeah. you know, everybody can go to college for free. So going to Scotland, the crown jewels are not as opulent. And there's fewer of them. Hmm. And so I thought like, they just got a, this rock on display. I'm like toilets and rocks I mean, and okay. what is up with British people? And so from what I know, <laughs> and I, I imagine most Americans, especially ones that grew up in the nineties, what we know of Scotland is from Braveheart. Yeah. So Braveheart's gonna come into play in this story. Okay. So we're gonna we're gonna go on a on a journey and I'm gonna use movies to put you <laughs> okay. in the in the scenario. All right. So I see this stone and then it was something about a coronation chair and I'm like, Oh, maybe that's the rock from the not toilet chair <laughs> in Westminster. I'm like, Oh, that's interesting. And off I went. So I've seen both of these things completely coincidental on separate occasions. Okay. I did not realize the the drama, the majesty of those things. And as a dumb American just wanting to see cool swords and stuff, I passed right by it. And so reading the book about the queen, it talked about the coronation chair. And I went down a rabbit hole about the whole coronation process because it's a lot of regalia. It's yeah. a lot of um, like opulent uh, uh, traditions and, and stuff that like make absolutely no sense to me. But then there's the chair. The chair keeps coming up. I'm like, okay, well, let's look at the chair and in the stone. And so 
talk about a rabbit hole. Like I have tabs and tabs on my phone <laughs> from like this article led me to this, to this, to this. And I didn't know, but I had already been in the rabbit hole. I came into two different entrances of a rabbit hole already, uh, circumstantially. Yeah. And then I took off running. Okay. So the stone of destiny. Are you familiar with the Bible? Uh, a little bit. A little bit, right? Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to give you a specific here verse. So the stone of destiny is the rock. Like I talked about, it's just a well, ubiquitous looking rock as an American. That rock is allegedly Jacob's pillow. Jacob oh. being okay. the son of Isaac, being the son of Abraham. Mm-hmm. God said to Abraham, he would bless his multitude, did the same thing to Isaac. Isaac had a son called Jacob. There's Jacob and Esau. Jacob like fooled Isaac into getting his birthright. And so later on in the story. Jacob wrestled Gen- the angel and the angel was overcome. Sure. Yeah. In uh, Genesis 28.10, you can look this up. Uh, <clears throat> Jacob's mother was like, don't marry these group of women. She hated those group of women. Don't you do that. You need to go get yourself a woman, not them. And so he's like, all right. So he goes off into this other land, and he's looking for a woman. And upon getting into this land, he gets really tired, and he lays down, and he uses a rock as a pillow. I don't know why. Problem number one. Right? But as he's sleeping, he has this dream where he sees God, the stairway to heaven, from the song Stairway to Heaven, this is the Bible passage where he sees this stairway to heaven and God promises them to multiply his family and bless them. And so he's like, this is the place where heaven meets earth. And so I'm going to take this rock, this pillow that I had, a very uncomfortable pillow, and he used it to like establish the town of Bethel. Mm. So okay. people at church, there's a, a church group called Bethel. It's a very popular name. I didn't know where it came from. That's where it came from. So the stone is the cornerstone of this town. Legend has it that there is a group of Levites who are the who are the priests in the Hebrew culture came from the tribe of Levi. Uh, they want to leave. They take the stone because they realize it's it's Jacob's pillow. They take it and they leave. They go to Spain. They hang out in Spain. Eventually, they sail off to Ireland. So when they're in Ireland, they conquer the Celts that are there in Ireland and they become a more Irish kind of tribe they still have the stones very precious to them so then all kings of ireland are then coronated on this stone because it is a pillar of their faith Hmm. and if you are from ireland or scotland or england or anywhere over there and you know this story and i'm messing something up please help me go deeper down this rabbit hole and correct you sound interested enough to get it really right it is dope a lot of wikipedia searches has prepared (laughs) me for this day (laughs) okay so anyway so the stone is in ireland they're coronating kings on this stone because it's very precious. The Irish go, the Celts go over to Scotland. They conquer uh, some people in Scotland and they set up their government there. They bring the stone. The stone is there for a very long time. I've got figures on my phone. Let me see here. Not, not that I'm going to, it's not that this is going to be date packed. Yeah. But. Is it also called the Stone of Scone? It is called the Stone of Scone. And we'll get to that. Okay. So the Irish come over to Scotland. They conquer it and they, they, Put it in this town, the town or like an area. It was unclear to me whether it's an actual town or just like a region called Schoon. Schoon? Schoon? Schoon, Schoon. Mm-hmm. So okay. they built like a, a church or like an abbey around the stone to keep it sacred. So then every time a Scottish king, because England and Scotland are two completely different countries at this time, anytime the Scottish king is then coronated and becomes king, they go to Schoon, they get on the stone of Schoon or the stone of destiny or Jacob's pillow, all the same rock essentially 
very precious to them. So they keep it in his thing. So time goes by. Now we're in the movie Braveheart. Go travel back to 1994, which allows you to travel back to 1290. Okay. Okay. So the bad guy in in Braveheart, do you remember who it was? I don't. It's been a very, very long time. Edward the First. Edward the Longshanks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Old man who was like having his way with the bride or whatever. Everybody hates him. Terrible guy in the movie. So I assume that he was just a terrible guy. And for the most part, he is a terrible guy. But in 1290, King of Scotland died and he didn't have an heir. Which, if you know anything about kings, it's just passed down through the, usually the male heir. They didn't have an heir. So these two guys, there's Robert the Bruce, who is in the movie. Yeah. And this other guy. And they're like, we got to figure out who's going to be the king. So kind of like um, the House of Dragons, if you've seen that movie on HBO. House of Dragons, where at the very beginning of the show, they're trying to figure out who's going to be the new monarch. And they like take a vote or whatever. But they can't figure it out. They can't. They're simple people. They can't figure it out. So they're like, well, who do we know around here? Who's a king? And they're like, we'll go on down to England. They got themselves a king. And they're like, why don't we bring him up here, see if he can arbitrate and settle this business for us. And they're like, that's a fantastic idea. So they go down there like, hey, Edward the First, can you come up here? We got this business we can't figure out. And so he gets up there and he listens to both sides. Did he bring his chair with him? No, not yet. Okay. We'll okay. All right. So he's listening to both sides. Robert the Bruce is talking about this. Forgot the other fellow's name, but they're bickering back and forth. And they're like, okay, you're going to make the decision, impartial third party. And so he stands up and he goes, you know what? I'm going to be the king. Mm. And you're all going to bow to me. None of you are kings. You guys are garbage. You're going to be part of England and I'm coming to conquer you. And then they got mad. <laughs> and then war ensued. Understandably. Enter William Wallace, Mel Gibson in the movie. They're fighting. Rrr, Scott's for freedom. He gets his guts ripped out. All that business, right? During this war... Edward I knows about the Stone of Schoon because it's a big deal. It is like their national symbol of pride because it's this majestic God-bestowed item. And so he goes to Schoon, Edward I, with his army of Englishmen, and they ransack the joint. Hmm. And they steal the stone. Hmm. Which, I don't know if you figured this out at this point in the story, Scots are not happy with this. Yes. Very angry. I can imagine. So the battles keep ensuing. Uh, there's a lot of fighting. Edward takes the thing back to Westminster and was like, this stone is mega special uh, and it's mine now. I keep it now. <laughs> and he's like, well, what are we going to do? And he's like, I want this woodworker, this real famous woodworker in London. He's like, you're going to build me a chair that houses the stone because I, all of the kings need to be coronated on this stone because it's, you know, they had that part right. And so make me a chair. So he makes, the guy makes the coronation chair. It was like gilded, mm. looked real fancy. And it had this little compartment that... If you're driving in your car and you had a mind's eye, if you would imagine a 13th century toilet where you would put a basin underneath it, that's where the rock is. Imagine it's a pillow that you sit on, but it's a rock with a board on top of it. And that's where you actually sit. So he he dies, more kings, more queens. Uh, Scottish are very upset about this whole thing, but they've taken the rock and they're like, give us back the stone. And they're like, no, we're not doing that. That's a terrible idea. It's mine now. Because that's what the British people do. They go to Greece and they go to the Acropolis and they're like, that's nice. Uh, that's mine now. <laughs> yeah. We have and a so, museum. Let's take all the things and yeah, put all the things. They, they're not known for giving antiquities back. Yeah. So time goes by. Have you heard of Henry VIII? I have. He had himself many wives, right? He sure did. Many wives. He got tired of them and killed them and got another one and killed her and got another one. So there's a mini series called The Tudors. If you wanted to know what his deal is, you can read or watch that movie. Show. Show. 
series of shows. So his daughter, Mary, becomes the queen, and then his daughter, Elizabeth, becomes queen. She dies without an heir because she was a virgin queen. And so there, again, we got to figure out who's going to be the new king or queen. They can't figure it out. So there's a guy in Scotland whose name is James. He, through some weird relative intermixing, is actually, on paper, could be the heir. And they're like, okay, I guess that guy's the heir. And by this time, the war had kind of chilled out. They were on probably not agreeable terms, but manageable terms as countries. And so James becomes king of England and Scotland kind of at the same time. Hmm. So the Scots are still not happy that they got their stone. But as long as a Scot is now sitting on the theoretical throne, because it's not the throne, it's just coronation chair, they're kind of cool with it. They're like, they have it, but now I guess we, air quotes, kind of have it. So they're appeased for a while. Down the line, down the line, down the line. Lots of people, lots of people. Uh, His son, Charles I, people hated him. So England was in upheaval. They had a civil war, and they cut off Charles I's head. They're like, no more kings. We're done with these kings. Mm. All the kingly stuff, you had a crown, like, go America on it and get rid of all of that crap. No more crowns, no more scepters, no more chairs, no more whatever's, like, none of it. But the stone and the chair made it through all that. Hmm. And it endured. I don't really know how, but it endured. And you so, got to sit somewhere. Sure. Eventually, there's William and Mary. Have you heard those terms before? I've heard of the college. The college of William and Mary, yes. right? It's the second oldest college in the United States. It's in Williamsburg, Virginia. It is named after... King William and Queen Mary, hmm. who were the first and only, I think, monarchs to rule concurrently. Not just a king with his queen consort, like his wife, who's the queen. They were, boing, they were together. They were equal. Oh. <laughs> Co-managers. Gotcha. Right? Okay. So they brought out the coronation chair, and then they had to make a fake coronation chair, a facsimile for her, but she didn't get to sit on a fake stone. So he got the stone, she didn't get the stone. Oh. Patriarchy, am I right? Yeah, yeah. for real. Right. Uh, so they die. Their daughter, Anne, who is Queen Anne, like Queen Anne's lady. I don't know. These names are just like around. I don't know who any of these people are, but the name is around there. Uh, let me see. She dies. And so the, the line of like kind of Scottish rulers stops with her. And the Scots don't like this business. They're like, we kind of had a foothold in the monarchy and now we're not gonna. And so then they come up with this agreement, a formal agreement. And they're like, how about England and Scotland be one United Kingdom. What? So Wait a now second. the United Kingdom. Hmm. And now they're United Kingdom. There you go. So the Stone of Destiny stays at Westminster for this time. Uh, Yeah, where the chair and stuff is on display and people can take pictures and stuff with it. And like, it's just that the stone is in there. Yeah. It's just a, it's a tourist thing now because they haven't had a coronation in a minute. We're going to fast forward long time, hundreds of years, long time to 1914. Now we're going to put your picture. We've left uh, Braveheart. We've left the Tudors. We've left the College of William and Mary. And now we're going to Mary Poppins. Oh, awesome. Put yourself in Mary Poppins now. <laughs> okay. Okay. Flying a kite. She's got her umbrella. Shim, shim, sheree. Right. The mom in Mary Poppins. What was the mom in Mary Poppins? What was her deal? She was fighting for... Women's rights. Oh, yeah. Say again. Suffrage. Suffrage, right? Yeah. Votes for women. She had the whole song, Votes for Women. What do you picture when you picture suffragettes? Because we had the same thing in the United States. 
I, in my mind, it's black and white pictures of women in big hats with signs walking down the street. Right? Mm -hmm. Am I? Yeah. No. In England, they are blowing people up. Okay, Enola Holmes. Have you watched Enola Holmes? No. Yes. Watch both Enola Holmes movies. It's it's all about same that. thing. Yep. Yep. Blowing, I was blowing stuff up. I was blown away. <laughs> so they are labeled like a terrorist group <laughs> of yep. these women who just want to vote, and so they are going crazy, putting bombs in like well-known places. Yeah. So the coronation chair is just sitting there as this tourist thing, this high vis. Highly prized, majestic, God-imbued piece of, of culture. <laughs> and so these suffragettes put a bomb under the chair. Blows up. What? Blows up. Bomb explodes. Blows up a chunk of the chair. The coronation chair, right? With the daggone stone of destiny. Jacob's pillow, allegedly. Doesn't explode into like a, an American like explosion, but it blows up and knocks like the seat and a leg blows completely off stones on the ground. Wow. Women yeah. eventually get the right to vote. I don't know if that was the tipping point, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure like they're going to kill all our chairs. <laughs> they, they got to the rock. <laughs> and so they rebuild the chair. They send it back to another woodsmith. They, they put another leg back on it. They <laughs> put the rock back in there. Scotland at the time is like, you guys are blowing up the rock. Give us the rock back because you obviously can't take care of this thing. You're letting the ladies blow it up. <laughs> and they're like, no, it's mine, kind of. I'm keeping it. You can't have it back. Kind of. Right. So there's bickering going on. We're going down the line to 1950. Mm. Now we're in the crown. Getting, Watch like, the crown on no, Netflix. I haven't. Okay. I've heard it's very good, though. Yeah. Oh, King's Speech. We'll go back, back a little farther. King's Speech. So it's about Queen Elizabeth's dad becoming king. He has a stutter. He hires this doctor. And so he's trying to get his confidence up so he could give the most, like, epic we are going to war speech to bring the country together. It's this whole thing. He eventually uh, gets sick with lung cancer. And he dies at the age of, like, 50-something. Queen Elizabeth, who was 20-something at the time, we're almost there. It's almost her coronation. So in 1950... These four chaps from Scotland, these college kids, college kids. Remember how dumb you were when you were college age? Oh, yeah. Remember some silly things you decided to do when you were college age? Yeah, right. <laughs> silly things that didn't have consequence? Yep. Okay, what if the four of us, stupid, silly college age, rather than like, hey, let's shoot tampons out of an air cannon against the side of the building <laughs> or, you know, dumb stuff. What if we were like, let's band together and steal the Stone of Destiny from Westminster Abbey. Best prank ever. Right? Yeah. And this guy was like, absolutely, I would, I will. <laughs> <laughs> and so him and his homies. Bet they, you wouldn't. They get in a car. And it's a long drive from Scotland down to London. So, like, they had a lot of time to think this through. <laughs> they, it wasn't yeah. just, like, on a whim. So they traveled down there, and they're dead set. We're stealing this super huge heavy rock. It's not like a set of car keys that you can just, like, walk out with, like the Thomas Crown Affair, where he, like, steals a painting. Nothing on this rock. So they go into Westminster. It's dark. They break into the joint. They smash up the chair that was already fixed because the suffragettes blew it up. Mm. They break up the chair. They get the rock. And they're so happy that they finally have Did the stone Did they have to schooling. destroy the chair to get it's the rock like, out? If you see the pictures that Anthony had, it's kind of like, like the chair is built around the, it. Okay, gotcha. It's in, like, a bottom kind of compartment. It's very visible. But it would be very awkward, I imagine, to get it out of, this, okay. of the thing. Um, so if you put like a pillow in a bread box, 
You can see yeah, the pillow, yeah, yeah. but like you got to finagle it out. Right. So they break the chair. They get the stone and they're super happy because they're like, we've done it. They pick the stone up by the carrying handles. They got these two big iron handles that I mentioned earlier. The stone breaks in half. <gasps> broke the stone in half because of the suffragette bomb. Oh. And they dropped it, broke the stone in two. I can imagine before that, when they were putting the chair back to there, they were just like, I don't know, put put both halves of the rock in there and it'll look like it's still one piece. No way. They're, they're taking like, it with them. And so they take these two halves of the stone and they beat feet out of there. And so eventually security guards figured out what happened. The coronation chair, the symbol of the British or the kingdom's monarchy is broke up again. The stone is gone. And so they lock down the whole of London. They lock down most of the country. There's cops that are on the roads and all the checkpoints. They want this stone back. Wow. That they stole in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> They're quite adamant about getting their stolen property back. So these college kids get past, somehow get past this blockade and make their way back to Scotland. Super secret. So they go to this stonesmith and they're like, would you mind fixing this random rock that, you know, I just like found? I kind of need you to put <laughs> this like my favorite rock, rock back together. And when I was reading this, I imagine a stonesmith is good at subtractive manufacturing. I didn't think of binding a rock back together. Yeah. How you would do that. But glue puts the rock back together. Then there's another little like, ooh, he didn't put it back together. He made a fake one. So it could be that the guy kept the real stone of Schoon and gave him a fake one. Oh. But so they take the, the stone of Schoon, the, the newly repaired. I will, for for sake of this conversation, assume that it's the real one because okay. there's speculation. Yeah. They take the stone of Schoon. They put it back into this, this abbey where Robert the Bruce was coronated. This like very ceremonious, like, like we're going to thumb our nose at them. It's not just in like the government building. It's just like a place, Scottish place. Yeah. Okay. Scotland. Like if we like stole something from someone and we like put it on Mount Rushmore, like that kind of like symbolism. And so the English are like, those turds took the stone <laughs> and they put it back where they found it. Yeah. Where it came from. The and so place. to save face, they kind of just like ignored it. They didn't, they didn't really, they didn't really like march up with the forces to try to like have a bunch of infighting to get a thing back. The PR would have been absolutely terrible. So they kind of forget about it. That's a 1950. 1950-something else within that decade, king dies. Queen Elizabeth has to be queen. She's got to be coronated. You can't coronate the queen without the stone. You can't do that. You can't have one without the other. She would be awash as a queen. She would have screwed everything up. <laughs> so the parliament is like... Can we please have the stone back? Because she's got to be coordinated. And can we get it. Can I interrupt really yeah. quickly? This is carbon fiber. The drive shaft? It looks like a Technic piece is carbon fiber? It says it's carbon fiber. Why are we and when wrong? you look at it, it is very different. Sorry, go ahead. No, that's fine. <clears throat> this is a good place. I got to catch my breath. I'm getting excited again. Okay, okay. <laughs> so they ask the, the Scottish government politely, which is also the... Ooh, Isn't that crazy? That's metal. I wonder if people can hear that. So, oh, I dropped a piece. They asked them politely to get the Stone of Destiny back because the coronation would have been crap without it. Yeah. And so they went, you can have the stone back for the coronation, but you're going to give it back. And they're like, absolutely. Sure we We're going to give it back. We're totally going to do that because you can trust us because we're trustworthy. Because of our accents. Yeah. 
because we've been through this war together. We're now a brotherhood. We're a united kingdom. We're totally not going to do anything dastardly like keep it for ourselves. She gets coronated. Whole thing. First televised coronation in the history of ever. Mm. Some millions of people see her get coronated on the coronation chair, which had been repaired after these hooligans broke it and put the stone back in it where some say rightfully belonged. She gets coronated. Whole thing goes great. And they're like, oh, that was wonderful, mm. fellas. Uh, give it back now. And they're like, well, it's nicer here, though. <laughs> we made this chair. I don't know if you guys know, but we, like, made a special holder for it. And there's lots of people who come here to look at stuff. And they probably want to look at stuff here and not look at stuff up there because, like, the lighting is different, I assume. I don't know. They said no. They're not giving the stone back. So Scotland gets mega mad again. Wow. Yeah. So then there's lots of votes in the 20th century where Scotland is just like generally irritated with lots of stuff that happened. <laughs> yeah, North and South kind of division like we have here in the States, but imagine culturally flipped where like the snooty people are in the South and the more like agriculture, like tougher kind of like, you know, people are in the North. It's it the it's flipped as it here is in the States. So mm. Scotland has a couple votes to like just completely leave the United Kingdom because they're just over all this crap. And to calm stuff down, the conservative British government to try to like make all that stop because there's lots of stuff of value in Scotland for the kingdom. Lots of stuff. And so they don't want to lose it. So they're like, you know what? To, to appease these people, let's give them back the stone. But we're going to make this like a political kind of charade thing. So imagine that like a political party that you don't like, the people you vehemently don't like are like, you know what? I'm going to go to your house and I'm going to give you a present. And it's going to be a great present and you're going to love me. And then you're going to be on my team because I gave you a present. They give the stone back. This big fanfare. They build a special truck with like a bulletproof glass enclosure thingy over it, like the Pope Mobile. Mm. But for this stone, drives all through Scotland. They get up there, guy who's in charge in Scotland, and Prince Andrew, who is not a great guy now, ceremoniously like, we give this back to you. We're going to mend the ties. And they said, no, we still hate you. But now we have our stone back. <laughs> And so they kept the stone, and in like 2008 or 2009, they put it in Edinburgh Castle because it's one of the most highly trafficked, like, touristy kind of places where people go to see stuff when you go to Scotland. They're like, if anybody's going to see it, they're going to see it there. Next year, random old me walking through there was like, check out that rock. <laughs> I don't know why they got a rock here. Whatever. <laughs> On I go. Didn't even know anything about the Stone wow. of Destiny. So now... Queen Elizabeth has passed. Mm -hmm. Her son Charles is going to be coronated in May. So in what month is it? February? Like three months. They're going to give the stone back for the coronation. It's been arranged. Hmm. They asked nicely. And I don't know if fingers are crossed or nothing, but they asked nicely again. He's going to be coronated. Can we borrow the stone? Please. And they said, okay, fine. But, <laughs> but you're going to give it back. <laughs> Yeah. And they're like, sure, man, we'll give it back. Why wouldn't we? I don't know why you think. So in May, if it is your deal, it's going to be all the rage. When you see the coronation, there's this crappy looking, what Josh thought was a toilet wooden chair <laughs> with a rock in the bottom. You will now know the significance that biblical Jacob apparently took a nap on that stone, saw the stairway to heaven. It went all over the world. Got blown up by angry women, <laughs> got stolen by drunk college kids, 
became a a piece of political uh, tug of war. Yeah. Just so kings and queens could be coronated on it. Wow. And so after the coronation, in like an even deeper level of like put it back where it came from, they're not going to house it at Edinburgh Castle anymore. They built this like visitor center in Schoon. So the stone after oh. coronation is going back to Schoon. They hope. <laughs> Theoretically, they, they're dropping some money to build this thing. And so it would be like the biggest. They don't do middle fingers in England, like the, the two finger thing to them to not give the stone back. Mm. But they have a history of that. So if you're watching yeah. the thing, watch the rock and you're like, I don't get this as an American. I don't get all of this crap. There's a scepter and a thing and the mink like uh, capes and stuff. Why are they sitting on this old chair? That's why. Hmm. There's a lot of drama and it took a lot for them to sit on that chair, to not have the stone, to have the stone, to lose the stone, to blow up the stone, to break the stone. And so it's going to go eventually, theoretically going to go back to Schoon, not back to Bethel. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently those people are not as angry as the Scots are to finally get it back where it actually came from. Well, but theoretically it left Bethel with inhabitants of Bethel as they sure. left. Sure. It, it, they, right. they it wasn't took stolen. it with them. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't forcefully removed. Sure. So now, primarily American listeners, you know the drama surrounding the Stone of Destiny, Man, the a, Stone of Schoon, Jacob's name. Pillow. I know. And if you go there, if you go to Scotland or if you go to Westminster Abbey, which is very popular, and you see the coronation chair and there's a little rectangular nook in the bottom that might be empty, <laughs> might not be empty, they, they're, they've been known to lie before. But you know, no. Well, I'm looking forward to uh, Indiana Jones 6, Indiana Jones in the Stone <laughs> of Destiny, where he just he just gets tasked with moving a rock from one place to another. Indy is teaching at the University of Glasgow. And I was like, you know what? They got this rock in this chair. I was going to go get it, but I'm really tired. You you four, you guys should go get it. The Nazis want this rock. <laughs> oh, this is another part I forgot. Oh, I totally forgot that part about the Nazis. There's Nazis? Nazis show up in every story. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, before the Queen is coronated, during World War II, the Stone of Schoon and members of the royal family, but primarily the Stone of Schoon was like a trophy that Hitler wanted. Oh, well, that makes sense. Give me that stone so that if I am, like, coronated or crowned or bestowed or whatever on this stone, it gives, like, an air of legitimacy to Hitler being the ruler of all Europe. Right. So as the Blitz is happening, right, Germans are just bombing the crap out of London. It's hitting Buckingham Palace. It's hitting everywhere. They take the stone out of the chair and they ship the chair off to some place in Weston, Lankenhamenshire. And it stays there. But they're like, the stone is too heavy. We don't know where to put it. And so they put it in the basement. With a bunch of other random rocks they found. Oh, gosh. And they hid it in plain sight behind, like, a tomb of some random dead person to totally, like, hide the rock in plain sight. And so it just stayed there for a while. And one or two, per like, they wrote a letter. They wrote, the, the British government wrote a letter to, like, the Prime Minister of Canada and somewhere else. And was like, if, if it hits the fan, open the letter. And it's going to tell you where the thing is. So he has this, like, potential treasure map. Like, don't open oh, it if crazy. it's okay, because we only want, like, a few people in the entire wide world to know where the chair and the stone are. But now you know it was, like, in the back <laughs> with some <laughs> other random rocks that they found. And so if that would have happened and they couldn't find it, 
the Prime Minister of Canada, theoretically, would have been like sifting through the rubble. Imagine how you would try to find that. <laughs> the rubble of a, of a stone church hidden amongst random rocks. It would have been lost forever. Hmm. But it did have big handles on it, which wouldn't have been dead game. Yeah, that's true. Which made me think, if I was working there, I'd be like, we got to hot glue some random handles. handles on some random rocks, you guys. We got to throw them <laughs> Give me some paper machine. Why do they have a whole room of rocks with handles on them? Put some googly eyes on all of them. <laughs> <laughs> They'll never know. <laughs> I forgot about the Nazis. They came into this, too. Oh, man. Oh, the Stone of Destiny is so crazy such a cool name yeah there's not a single movie it is a labyrinth of movies to trace its placement in history its significance in history and it's it's wacky that is wacky and i mean honestly it's like as a historical drama and like a I don't know, spy story, but like a suspenseful, like uncovering of this and then that and then that. Like you should write a script for that and pitch it to Netflix as like a multi-century long series that follows this rock through all of the adventures that were on. That'd be awesome. It would would absolutely need to have it. And then like Nick Cage runs past it. <laughs> or and like, like National Treasure Two, it just doesn't understand. That he like, like sits down on it with the. Well, he's, he's like, like reading the Constitution. You know? like, this chair is so uncomfortable. <laughs> Put my name in it. <laughs> so, if you want to track along with the, to recap, uh, need to watch read your Bible, so <laughs> Genesis <laughs> Genesis twenty eight ten to know where it came from, its okay. original significance. Yeah, watch Braveheart. So you, Edward the First, the, Edward the Longshanks. So you can hate him a little bit more now that you know he's stealing culturally significant mystical artifacts. Besides killing Mel Gibson at the end. So watch that, right? And then watch the Tudors, and then Mary Poppins to note <laughs> that her votes for women song took on a whole different air mm. after I learned all this. Yeah, because she's like, we should vote. It'd be nice if we could vote. Let's put on a sash, ladies. And then other girls are like, yeah, but like, how about we make some bombs and kill a bunch of people? And I imagine her in the back. We're like, uh, or we could just I mean, put on a sash. We got this song idea. <laughs> well, how about we try that one first and then maybe think about bombs. And they're like, no dice. <laughs> Blowing it up. And then Indiana Jones apparently is going to convince the college kids to go steal a stone. Oh, it was him. Totally worked. Ah, such a captivating story. And I felt weird after reading all this as an American going like, oh, look at that nice toilet. (laughs) And look at that fancy rock. Like, (laughs) I felt bad. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, you would. You don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Uh, So. Hmm. Wow, thank I, you for I wanted, that. I That's, wanted to teach uh, you guys about the Stone of Destiny. That is fantastic. I do honestly think that you should write a screenplay about that. As a series that would just follow the stone, not people, follow the stone through history. That'd be pretty great, man. Make it animated? No, no, it's got to be live action. Mm. It's got to be live action. Too much intrigue. Mm. And it's, it's got to be a guy with hot glue. <laughs> A, a stone smith. Like, I swear, I wanted to call up. I, I got so crazy into this. I wanted to somehow contact a stone smith. Because we know a lot of people in the maker community. I don't know if we know any stone smiths. Mm. But what would be the process of adhering two halves of a pillow-sized rock back together 
I don't know. And that was what, in the 50s? In the 50s. 1950. Oh, man. I don't know if, like, rock repair technology has improved since <laughs> well. then. They use lasers now? Like, I don't know. Huh. But even then, there's, like, there's still this allure that, like, oh, that rock that you're seeing is the fake rock. Yeah. The stone guy has the rock. And so they interviewed, or they, they tried to, like, research the stone guy's family. And the stone guy's like, I don't know what you're talking about. So they don't really know where... I repair rocks for teenagers all yeah. the time. I don't know which one you mean. <laughs> you be more specific. <laughs> the Rosetta Stone, I had, I, had, I had a heck of a time putting that bad boy back together. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, so Thank King Charles's coronation, that. look great. out for the Stone of Destiny and the coronation chair. Yeah. And know the drama that came along with it. Wow. Wow, wow. How much time have, we, have I been ranting about rocks? <laughs> 60 minutes. Perfect. Wow. Okay. It's like I practiced that. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like you had a <laughs> plan there, but cool. Well, thank you for teaching me about that. Um, you are welcome. I am going to have a hard time coming up with something that exciting that I can teach you. I, I shot for the moon. <laughs> Actually, I did not even go out for this. It, it was already interesting. It to was you. like, what? Hold on. Yeah. What? Where? That thing? Hold on. And then it was like clicking a hyperlink to going, what? And clicking another, <laughs> hold on. And the whole time, it was just one silly flabbergasting event after the next. That's awesome. Very cool. Well, um, man, I, I guess everybody's probably going to have questions about that. And you can absolutely direct them yes. <laughs> at Josh. If you are a, a Scott or not someone named Scott, if you lived in Scotland. <laughs> or if you're named Scott. I mean, whatever. Like, if there's something that I'm missing that either makes this more intriguing or is like, no, you, you dumb bloke, you got it all wrong. Like, tell me, because I really want to know. Yeah. Because I don't think you can diminish this story. I think it would only add more flavor to it. Sure. Yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah, let him know. Um, and, you know, if you learn some new stuff, pass it along. We'd like yep. to hear about it. It'd be fun. Uh, we're going to wrap it up, I guess, because I don't know where to go from that. <laughs> uh, big thanks to our Patreon supporters and big thanks to Goodyear yeah. as well for sponsoring this and upcoming stuff for us. Um, if you're listening, let us know what you think about Josh being that excited about a rock in a toilet chair and uh, let us know that, you know if you want more stories show. about that. A rock in the toilet rock chair. Rock in a toilet chair. Uh, yeah, let us know what you think about this because we can try to come up with interesting things to teach each other. And um, if you want to join the Maker Alliance, get all the, you know, stuff we do. They get discounts and they get Discord access. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, tonight, we're doing our first uh, hangout with new Maker Alliance members only. So I'm going to hang out with new members. Yep. You're going to hang out with yep. all of the everybody else. Everybody the else. Legacy members. So we're doing that. We're switching back and forth. So we're doing more hangouts now. Um, if you want to, you know, check that out, see what all is offered, go to MakerAlliance.com. Uh, yeah. TheMakerAlliance.com? I don't know. I think it's the... TheMakerAlliance. I like to make stuff.com slash join or TheMakerAlliance.com. We'll, we'll put links. you where you need to go. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Josh. Thank you, fun. everybody, for listening. And uh, catch you next time. Bye-bye.